Can he do it again? <laughs> That's the big question as the Steelers prepare to face the Seahawks Sunday for Eastern on Fox. Season on the line. And Tomlin officially will turn to Mason Rudolph. A good afternoon, everybody. A good football Friday to you all. This is the Southside course, as we are every Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, here on DK Pittsburgh Sports, live on YouTube, and later in podcast form on multiple podcast channels. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. And it's time to see if Mason can do it again. It is. Uh, it is time to see if uh, Mason can do it again. If uh, if Sunday or, or last Saturday on Christmas Eve Eve on Festivus was a fluke, mm-hmm. um, if it was just because it was a bad Bengals defense, or hey, maybe Mason Rudolph has finally put it all together. Maybe the version of Mason Rudolph we saw in 2019 that couldn't keep Devlin Hodges on the sideline um, is gone. And uh, we see a more mature quarterback, a better, a better quarterback. And if that's the case, man, that changes everything for the Steelers offense, uh, not just going uh, into Sunday, but also in the future. What do they do at quarterback? And uh, um, it's, it's just very, very interesting. I mean, you know, whenever Mike Tomlin announced it today, obviously we kind of already knew. That that's the direction we were going, but you know, here we are. We know it's going to be Mason now, and now it's now it's about time. We've talked enough big picture stuff. Now it's enough time. Now it's time that we actually look at the actual game and how mm-hmm. can the Steelers actually win this game? Yeah. So here's kind of what went down on the south side today. So Mike Tomlin was asked uh, for his services, so to speak, after practice today. Um, you know, he was he was asked by reporters to speak about the quarterbacks, obviously. And he declined to speak, but he did instead say, hey, Mason's the guy. And he declined to give interviews. Now, speculate how you may as to whether um, or rather why he decided to not give interviews. But I have a feeling that he did not want to speak on the quarterbacks because he did not want to have to answer questions about Kenny Pickett. Now, the injury report has not come out as for Friday. uh, But if you look at Wednesday and Thursday of this week, he was limited both days. So that is obviously a big factor as to, you know, Mason Rudolph playing. That's one factor. But if Kenny's able to play or if he's made active, I'm intrigued to see in what capacity. Is he made the emergency quarterback or is he, as as Sunder says here, the backup? Because, you know, Mason's been running with the ones. Kenny hasn't been taking many snaps with the ones. This has been Mason taking snaps with the ones. And if Kenny was taking snaps with the ones, then maybe Mike Tomlin would have been prompted to go to him. But now we're in a situation where it's clearly Mason's ball. The questions of number one, is Kenny active? Number two, if Kenny's active, is he the backup or is he designated as the, the emergency? And if Mason starts and doesn't do well, does the leash? I mean, all of this stuff are just questions that you have to think about going into Sunday. And if Mason does well again, that's when we start the conversation of of Kenny Pickett's future, which we've talked about a little bit. But as for Sunday, this is an opportunity for the Steelers, obviously, to keep their postseason hopes alive. Seattle has their postseason hopes to worry about as well at 8-7. and seven. They can still get into the NFC. So both teams need this win the worst way for season hopes. 
Yeah, I mean, but really, I think the Seahawks can afford to lose this game a little bit more than the Steelers. Uh, I think just because they wouldn't mathematically be eliminated. Um, and uh, because, I mean, they got four, seven and eight teams behind them. Uh, and plus, this isn't a, a conference game for them. So uh, it wouldn't affect their conference record if they were to. And they play the Cardinals uh, on the road in, in the season finale. So if they were to go nine and eight and have a seven and five conference record, which is what would happen if the Steelers won this weekend and then the Seahawks would go on a win, it gives them a pretty decent shot if at least certain things happen that they could still clinch a playoff spot. If the Steelers lose on Sunday, it's pretty much over. Whether it's, again, I haven't actually done the math on it, whether it's actually mathematically eliminated, like there's absolutely no chance, or even if there is a chance, it's so mathematically foregone that like you might as well just close up shop and it's just not going to happen. So um, this really is a must win for, it is a must win for both teams, but it's really, really a must win for the Steelers. And, um, history is not on their side. They haven't won in Seattle since the Kingdome in 1983. Um, it, it's been a long time since they've won in Seattle. Um, anybody uh, who, without Googling, don't cheat. If anybody can name the Steelers starting quarterback in that game, uh, put it in the comments. And we'll, we'll, the first one that I see, I'll put it up on the, up on the screen. There you go. Chris said my mic was cutting out. Hopefully that's better. Oh, no, it was actually, you're, you're kind of freezing a little bit. Like, oh, that's like freezing and stuff. Maybe it's a little internet issue. I don't know. I, I'm but the the router's right here next to me. <laughs> so if if that's an issue, then then I need an uh, internet service provider. Um, he's question from useless knowledge. Hypothetically, if these games out and looks good, does Mason stay in Pittsburgh? Does he start next year? Do you really take the chance with Kenny again? These are all questions we can talk about in the off season. This is obviously posing a hypothetical, but is that, is that winner, the Mark Marks the out. Yep. Check that out. Um, I think what Mason is doing at minimum is playing himself into a contract for next year in Pittsburgh. And we, we've talked about Mitch Trubisky. It, it seems like a perfect, like, tailor-made cut candidate for yeah. his money, for the dead money. It, it just makes sense. So it seems to me, and this is just speculation going into week 17, that Mason Rudolph could remain here in Pittsburgh next season and he played his way into that he played his way into another contract now Kenny Pickett's obviously here now what they do whether whether it comes to signing another quarterback or drafting a quarterback that's a discussion for another day but I think what Mason Rudolph did on Saturday and could do on Sunday is pretty much put the ink on the paper meaning put himself into a contract whether it's here in Pittsburgh or it's elsewhere if there's another team that's willing to pay him a little more change to become their backup or bridge quarterback. I mean, he's entering that, like maybe this is an easy layup comparison. Maybe this is like top of the mountain comparison, like Geno Smith territory where Geno Smith was a career backup, was a career retread, was a guy that couldn't see the field consistently for a team finally got a shot in Seattle as what a 31 year old. And then one comeback player of the year. Yeah, like that's top of the mountain comparison, and that's a possible thing to happen. I don't think I don't think we go too far into the crystal ball quite yet, um, because obviously he has to do it again. That's the whole motif yeah. of of Mason Rudolph for Mason Rudolph on Sunday. Can he do it again? Can he go out there and pass for maybe not two ninety? Let's call it maybe two fifty with a couple of touchdowns, maybe no picks. Can he take care of the football correctly? Can he hit George Pickens on? 
the deep balls? Can he hit Deontay Johnson underneath? Can he use Allen Robinson and get Pat Ruth involved? Those are all of the things that Mason Rudolph needs to do, all of those boxes that need to be checked off. Oh, and by the way, they still have to win the football game. So there's a lot that has to happen, I think, for Mason on Sunday. And look, he's getting another shot. Mike Tomlin said it today. Mason's getting another shot. It's his game. It's his ball. And we will see exactly uh, exactly what happens. Yeah, it's um... – it is really, really interesting to see what happens going forward with with uh, with Mason and uh, um, I, I do think now it's not the most you know cap friendly move to just cut ties with Mitch, but I think that's pretty much your even if you go into um, even if you go into twenty twenty four and I don't necessarily agree with this, but if you go into twenty twenty four with your one and two in whatever order it is, I'm not starting this debate again of Kenny and Mitch or, or I'm sorry, Kenny and Mason or Mason and Kenny. If those are two quarterbacks you have in your roster, I think Mitch has got to go and you got to at least salvage what you can in terms of cap space and then save that, you know, elsewhere. You can't be spending so much money on a, on a third quarterback. Um, you know, and, and then I, I would believe that would even have to sign Mason to a, to another contract. I don't think he signed anything past a, a one-year deal. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, you know, there's going to be change at the quarterback position going into the off season. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, I do think that in terms of this game, you know, how is Mason going to be able to replicate success and not necessarily do the same exact thing that he did against the Bengals because, you know, NFL teams are smart. They're going to be watching film. They're going to be watching what Mason did, what he did well against the Bengals, and be like, "Hey, how are we gonna? How are we gonna stop him from doing those things?" Obviously, we're going to have to, you know, try to take the top off, or 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 keep, or keep the lid closed, and don't let the Steelers take the top off the defense, uh, because I mean, they can't let George Pickens catch four passes for 195 yards like the Bengals allowed him to do, and uh, I, I think they'll they'll. And if you watch the watch the film, Steelers ran speed outs a lot. I think it was like four or five different times they ran that that same concept, and Mason was pretty good at executing it. But again, NFL teams are smart; they're going to see that they're going to be all over that, and so the Steelers are going to have to find a different way to attack this Seahawks defense than the way that they beat the Bengals defense. And typically that happens, but we're going to have to see Mason do it in a different way than what he, what he did against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Chris says I'm still cutting out Batty. He sent me a little message. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop out of the of the stream. Let Chris take a question or two from chat, and then I will be right back in like a minute and a half. So yeah. we'll see, if, see if see if it's an inter- internet issue or something. Um, yeah, just to kind of say the same thing was happening to me. It was a, it was a weird weird thing. Like one day I was just randomly having a, a poor connection, and I don't know what it was. I've got 500 uh, megabit internet. Um, like I have no, I, like I, I, my Wi-Fi constantly has seven or eight ping. I should have no issue with internet. And so I, I can't speak for Corey's internet. I don't know what he has at home, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, it's just interesting. Um, this is, this is home Wi-Fi too. This I keep, I keep, I keep, <laughs> we keep swapping each other. <laughs> there you there go. We go. Is that better? <laughs> As of right now, I was just talking about the same thing. I remember I had that one random day 
where it was just, I was just constantly cutting out, constantly freezing, constantly glitching. And I was just explaining, like, I've got like insanely good home internet. Like my ping is constantly amazing. Oh, I'm constantly yeah. downloading at like 600 megabits a second, uh, constantly uploading at 500 megabits a second. Like I'm, I have no internet issues. The mid-match so. running. Yeah, really. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. Plane trails, aliens. I mean, you could speculate what's happening with my, with my <laughs> ISP. So I don't know. I, I, I think government, I pay for good internet. I have good up. I gain, I play video games all the time on it. Great connection. No interruptions. No problem. You know, I, I, I don't stream or anything like on Twitch or anything. So like I said, that's the same yeah, thing for me. Like it was a random know. day. This is weird. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, I mean, a lot of that talk about Mason Rudolph, you know, sleeping lady brings up cap space. Yeah. I mean, that'll be addressed in about a month or so, you know, when the off season surely will start. Um, one right big now, thing, yeah, one say, which is really quick. One big thing to remember when, if you're going to go look at cap space at spot track or over the cap.com right now, if you see a, a, a number in, in the red right now, do not freak out. There is all that is not indicative of what the actual cap situation looks like going into the off season. Yeah. There are players that are on the roster that won't be there. There are certain cap casualties. The biggest one being Allen Robinson, that's $10 million gone Ooh, easy. right yeah. there. That's the easiest cap, cap casualty decision uh, that I've seen in recent years. Um, no, there, there will be enough, maybe not as much as last year, but there will be enough cap space to, to do what they need to do. Even if they wanted to dip their toe or dive headfirst into the free agency pool and address quarterback, uh, they would have to do obviously more, you know, hurdling and, 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 uh, things like that in order to get something like that done, but they would have enough flexibility to do something like that for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's actually focus on the Seahawks game now because yeah, again, must win for both teams. Both teams need to win this football game to keep their playoff hopes alive. And from the Seahawks perspective, you know, this is a team that hasn't run the ball particularly well. I think Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker are good running backs, but they yeah. haven't had the offensive line push. They haven't had the guys up front to really help them run the football well. And that's, that's kind of plagued this offense in certain spots this season. Obviously, DK Metcalf is a weapon. Tyler Lockett's been steady. Jackson Smith and Jigba, not to be confused with Cannon, the uh, the, the Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, Jack, Jackson Smith and Jigba, really solid, talented rookie wide receiver. They got some dudes on this offense, and if they could put together solid four quarters and Geno Smith's healthy and they're able to run the football effectively, I mean, this is a team that could take the Steelers' lunch, I think. And I'm not going to say it's like a, blow, a blowout scenario or anything. This is a team that you know, the Steelers could lose to. I mean, let's just put it put yeah. it right there. I mean, we're not looking at a Bengals situation where there's familiarity and the Steelers have done really well against the AFC North. A bit of an unknown opponent, a, a different style team than the Steelers are used to seeing. And this is a team that has a lot of different ways to hurt you when they're on their game. Yeah, no, the uh, I, I, the next opponent piece will be out like late tonight, so it'll be up tomorrow for sure. Um and doing my homework for that, man, like I don't need to do much homework to tell you that DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockins, Jackson Smith, and Jigba is a heck of a trio at receiver. Yep. Um, DK Metcalf is a freak. Tyler Lockett's one of the best possession receivers in the game. And Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba is a really, really nice mix of the two. Um, he's got possession receiver type ability, but he also has insanely good um, ability to make things happen after the catch. He's averaging 6.1 yards after the catch per reception. Um, 
He's a heck of an athlete. Uh, was at Ohio State. Uh, actually, I live to 12 minutes from the high school that he went to. Nice. Um, he went to Rockwall uh, High School, which is like right up the road from wh- where I live. Um, so, yeah. And he's also the brother of a uh, Pirates uh, outfielder, Kanan Smith and Jigma. So a uh, little trivia there for you. Yep. But um, no, it's a it's a heck of a trio at receiver. Their passing game is obviously way more formidable than their running game. Yeah, Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet are, are, are you know, they're they're good weapons. They just haven't been able to figure things out on the in the running game. And and I, I did see one comment here on the Steelers side of things. Um, you know, Logan says everyone's talking about Mason, but doesn't make more sense to run the ball this week. Yeah, it does. It does. Se- Seahawks are not good against the run. Uh, they they've had a hard time stopping the run. Um, uh, uh, Brooks, uh, the linebacker is going to be out, um, mo- most likely. So, you know, that means Devin Bush is going to start. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. And, and, uh, I, 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 th- really, really think that th- if, if the Steelers are going to try to have success, it's going to be keeping the Seahawks receivers on the sideline, controlling the clock. It's going to be a little bit more of a, Maybe not as a high-scoring game, but how well can they control the clock? How well can they finish off drives? Um, and uh, yeah, I think it, it's going to have to to go with you know trying to run the football, establish the run for sure. The opposite of what they did against the Cardinals because they yeah. did not try to run the ball in that game. And yeah, Mike, we'll find that out today. Mike asks uh, odds make a plays this week. He's logged two DNPs this week. Um, so not Probably looking not. good with his knee injury. And then no. Trent Thompson, he was a full participant Thursday, but you know, I approached him in the locker room today and I go, Hey man, you playing? And he goes, Nope. Like he said, he said, basically, so he's been, he's been on the injury report with a neck injury, but today he said his arm is acting up. So that makes me think it's a nerve issue. It could be a potential nerve issue. So that's something you obviously want to pay serious attention to something really close to. Um, so even though he was a full go on Thursday, he told me today he's not going to be playing on Sunday. So the Steelers could be without obviously Keanu Neal, DeMonte KZ, but then Trent Thompson and make Fitzpatrick, which means it sounds like it's going to be Eric Rowe and Patrick Peterson at safety again on mm. Sunday. Um, and for what it's worth, you know, I asked him like, could you go next week in Baltimore? And he said, Target date seems to be the postseason if they make it. He 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 sounds like it, it sounds like this is a serious thing they want to take time to monitor. Um, again, he mentioned his arm, but he's been listed quote unquote with the neck. So stinger turned into potential nerve stuff. You got to be real careful yeah, with that. Yeah, so always. Uh, Mark, I'm glad you uh, gave me an opportunity to plug something here. Mark says Miles Jack is going to have a monster game. If you go on DKPittsburghSports.com right now, you'll read about Miles Jack, which is kind of interesting because I got to speak to everybody but Miles Jack about Miles Jack. Um, Chris knows Chris knows when you're in that locker room, some some of these guys are real pros at having to do other things while the reporters are in the locker room. So uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. So I tried to get Miles Jack for this, but you can read more about Miles Jack on DKPittsburghSports.com um, right now. Kenny's from Pitt. It's, it's Kenny or go home. That has nothing to do with Kenny Pickett playing or not. I'm sorry. Kenny Pickett yeah. being a pit guy is nothing, and he's from 
New Jersey. So. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta stop. Regardless of regardless, and this is just my opinion. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm not gonna tell you how to live your life. But regardless of what happens with this whole team Mason versus team Kenny thing, leave college allegiance out of this man. Like if you're a pit guy and you're defending Kenny just because you went to pit, that's not the reason why you should be defending Kenny. And if you're anti Kenny, because you're a Penn state or West Virginia or anything like that, that's not the reason to go after Kenny. There are plenty of reasons that I have listed here that are actual football issues that are, there's a reason to be concerned about Kenny. I also don't think that, Kenny should just be absolutely 100% discarded. Never give him another chance ever, ever again. I just think that I'm, I'm kind of in the, in the mode in, in, in the boat of like, let's just see what happens, but don't make it about college allegiance. That, that is, yeah. It, Teresa yeah. kind of says it perfectly right here. Blind loyalty is just that it's blind. It yeah. it's as biased as bias gets. I even had a comment uh, on, on the yesterday's show. That was, you know, something about it. It wasn't like anybody taking a shot or anything. It was actually like legitimate, like somebody being like why I'm not like all in or or like in the Mason Rudolph boat or whatever, like in, kind of in that vernacular. And I'm like, listen, if I were to claim allegiance to one side, if I were to be like I am a Mason Rudolph apologist or I'm a Kenny Pickett apologist. Okie steak, go pokes. Well, it's just like, it's like, listen, like then any analysis that I give, you don't have any reason to take my analysis for, for anything other than me pushing an agenda. If you know that I'm a Mason Rudolph apologist and I'm saying anything that's anti-Kenny or people would be like, well, you're only saying that because you're a Mason Rudolph apologist. And mm -hmm. so then you throw bias into it. And that's why I very, very much am very honest and open and saying I am neither one. I am trying to give you fair honest analysis of what i see yep. taking sides is not going to do anything to help with that so yeah uh randy randy says he always gets phone calls when south side beat is on well, here's the thing about that randy if you miss <laughs> any part of the show you can rewind in real time on youtube just just click that little red bar at the bottom and drag it back or find us on playback apple Podcasts, google play spotify i love when you guys give me chances to plug things it's, it's phenomenal darren asked who are the backup safeties behind rowan peterson that would be miles killebrew and elijah riley would be the mm. two that you would have to look for now riley was just getting back off of ir last week so if 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 thompson's truly out which we'll find out via the team uh likely in a couple hours the the, the injury reports for the west coast games always come out later yeah. Um, fair play, fair play to the Steelers, quite frankly, for doing that. Um, Riley coming off of IR last week, didn't play much. So I, maybe he gets an uptick in some snaps this week, but, um, as of right now, it's, it's, it's Eric Rowe, uh, Miles Kilbrew, Patrick Peterson, Elijah Riley in, in whatever order it needs to be with, uh, assuming Minka is out and Trent Thompson definitely, uh, as he says today, will be out. All right. Final, uh, what 10 or so minutes, eight minutes of the show here. Let's get some picks in. And I will go first. And I will go first. This worries me. This matchup, it worries me. In Seattle, week 17, you got to fly across the country. You got to face a Seahawks team that also needs to win. The chance that I give to, to the Steelers here, quite frankly, is within the injury report, to be honest. Because the Steelers just look like a healthier team right now. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Peters didn't practice. Kenneth Walker didn't practice. Uh, they missed four key defensive guys in practice on Thursday because of injury. DK Metcalf was added to the injury report, the back injury. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba was limited. Um, Devin Witherspoon was limited. Jamal Adams was limited. They have a lot of guys that are hurt right now. A lot of guys on the shelf. And I know the Steelers obviously do too when you take into account Cole Holcomb and Quan Alexander. But that's the chance I give to the Steelers. But that being said, though, it's so hard to win in Seattle. and, And it's a true road test. It's a true road environment. It's an unfamiliar opponent. It's Mason Rudolph on the road. I'm going to go somewhere in the ballpark of like Seahawks 21, Steelers 20. Like, I think it's going to be a very close game, but I think the Seahawks have just a bit of an edge being at home. Yeah. um, Let's see. The last time the Steelers um, played uh, in Seattle, I believe it was, uh, it was kind of a, like a offensive, I don't want to say shootout. I was a shootout. 69 points total were scored. So, it was like a 39-30 loss. Um, I think it was in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, this one I, I'm I'm concerned because the Seahawks, regardless of their flaws on defense, will not allow the Steelers and Mason Rudolph and George Pickens in particular to constantly take the top off. They will run coverages that force the Steelers to throw underneath, um, and with that happening, the Steelers have to establish the running game. They have to. If they can do that, they are going to have a hard time scoring a lot of points. You know, they could control the clock. That might be good. You might go, you know, go into it and make it a low scoring affair. Um, I just, I think the Steelers are going to have to find a way to score a lot of points in this game because. I still am concerned, even though they did really, really well against Jake Browning and the Bengals last week. I still am concerned about how this Steelers defense will be when they're not at home, when they're having to face an an offense. Now, injuries, you know, could play a role in this. If DK Metcalf doesn't play, that's huge. Yeah. Um, If Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't play, or if both of those guys are out, that's huge. But if all three of those guys play and they're they're they have all of their playmakers in the passing game, I'm concerned that the Seahawks are going to be able to score some points. Yeah, and then the Steelers are going to have to become a little bit more one dimensional, and then that will play into what the Seahawks want to do on the defensive side, which is you're not going to beat us over the top. And um, because of all those things, then add, adding the fact that it is a hostile environment, um, they and history really doesn't matter here that much. I mean, I do think in some instances, you know, not winning in a place for 40 years does kind of take its toll, but it's not like the Steelers and Seahawks are bitter rivals. It's not like when the Penguins went forever without winning in Philadelphia, you know, against the Flyers, you know, that's your cross state rival that you play all the time and you just can't win there. That's a different story. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and side with the Seahawks here. I'm going to go with a little bit more points scored. Uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks end up pulling this one out like 30 to 26, something like that. Um, now, I will kind of give a disclaimer for both Corey and I. We are giving this pick before the injury report comes out. Mm-hmm. If the injury report comes out and the Seahawks are just out, 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 we may, I, I am giving us the right to change our pick. <laughs> Uh, because the ironclad for staff picks is not until it's put into the feed on Steelers 
or, or on uh, our Steelers feed on DKPittsburghSports.com, and those won't go, be up until the morning. That's right. Um, so or midday, we'll find out. morning or midday tomorrow. So I am giving us that disclaimer. That's when we get to lock them in officially. That's yeah, when that's we get to Clyde. can't change it at, at that point. Yeah, at that we point. got records on the line. I'm the only one over 500 on staff. So I was gonna say I have a I did really well at the start of the season, and then I picked the Steelers to win some games that they lost, and then I kind of <laughs> fell off. So Will you? Almighty Chris, Chris does have the iron fist on that one. He's the one that publishes I, it. So I'm, yeah, I'm the one who puts it in the feed. So I'm the one who yeah. gets to say, hey, listen, injury report came out. They're all they're all hurt. They don't have a team. Yeah, <laughs> you um, want to change your pick. Be, <laughs> not, not to be underscored here, and I'll, I'll have more on this within the next half hour on DKPittsburghSports.com. TJ Watt could really pull ahead in the Defensive Player of the Year race this on Sunday if, if he does some beer. insane stuff, which he could. So I'll have that up later. Chris and I will be back Monday. Uh, we will see what we're talking about. DK is the one that's flying out to uh, Seattle for this one. Chris and I are, are remaining at home base. Randy asks, uh, what's your experience with Hawks fans or city in their stadium? I've none. I've never been to Seattle. I have never been to Seattle either. I have always wanted to go whenever my wife and I, uh, there are, it's actually kind of like for how many States I've been to, it's actually kind of embarrassing of how many of the big cities I have not been to. Yeah. Um, in 2015, we had an opportunity to go visit one of those big cities, and we were deciding between Boston, Chicago, and Seattle. And we ended up uh, going to Boston because uh, I wanted to go. To, I wanted to check Fenway Park off my list, uh, plus to see some of the historical stuff. I'm a huge history nerd, especially when it comes to like the American Revolution and stuff like that. So obviously, Boston was a huge, uh, you know, part of the American Revolution. So. Uh, we ended up uh, doing that. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but Seattle was on our list, and it's always been a place I've wanted to go. My wife being U.S. Navy, which, by the way, she gets to retire next year. Hey, that's so, sweet. So 20 years. She will be 20 years next year. I'm so excited. But anyway, part of her, uh, whenever she was like active duty on a destroyer before, um, Good one, her. She, she stopped in Seattle. Uh, she was, she's been, she did that whole like Seattle, then Vancouver, like hopped across the border, went to Vancouver and like did like the Canada thing too, at least in Vancouver and everything. So I'm totally jealous of that entire thing. And she's rubbed that in my face for a long time. Not that my wife is that type of person. Hey, that's awesome. No, but yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So, so excited, man. She's, uh, yeah. Uh, we were just talking about that uh, yesterday because, you know, she's got like, it's not 20 years active. So it's not like she gets her pension like right away. Yeah. But um, at like out of the 20, I think like 12 or 13 years will be considered active because, you know, she has like like almost five years like on a destroyer. And then she was deployed for another year while she was in the reserves in Djibouti, Africa, which is like the it's like the armpit of the world. It's like the hottest one of the hottest places in the world. Some and people say that's did, Ohio. And that she no, dude, but <laughs> she told she actually sh like sent me screenshots. It was like 125 degrees there. Like, it's just it, it's ridiculous. Um. And then like seven years of recruiting. So she's done a lot of different stuff. Good, good. Uh, thank you for reminding us, David. Uh, Monday is New Year's Day, so no show Monday. We'll have one Tuesday. Yeah. We're yeah, bringing the we new will, year on Tuesday. Thank you for reminding me. We will not be here Monday. That's right. Yeah. I completely I keep forgetting. Like It's like once Christmas is over, I keep forgetting that like the next week we yep. have another holiday. <laughs> yeah, we're right in there. So no show Monday. Thank you for reminding us Tuesday. We'll yes. be back to discuss uh, what just transpired on the field Sunday. DK Ramon coming up in 30 minutes for the Ramon Foster show before DK hops on the bird down over west. Someone said down south over west 
to Seattle, across the country. Goodness. Uh, Chris and I will be back Tuesday. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the new year. Be safe. Be merry. Have fun. He's Chris Halleck. I'm Corey Christen. For the last time in 2023. That's right. We'll see you in 2024. Sorry, too easy. Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you soon.